Hey, welcome. Welcome to Mystic Mindcast. It's been a minute. I know, last cast was in July. I have been quite busy. Not only busy, but just kind of tired. But anyways, I digress. So today's topic is going to be one year later. So this is going to be like a full talk chat. Full talk chat, full talk talk. Anyways, so today's full talk chat is going to be about one year later. Yes, it has been, eh, actually it's been well over a year uh, since I've really started portrait photography and down this new journey of faces. So it's been over a year of faces, I like to call it. And I'm actually going to make a book. Unfortunately, because most of the jobs are trade, I cannot sell it. I can only ask for donations of anything, but it's gotta be like a reasonable donation. So, you know, cost of printing and all that. But anyways, so let's get to it. I'm gonna talk about pretty much my journey over the past year, some trials and errors I've had to go, had to endure and cope with just getting over it, the challenges, and I had a list of things, but I don't have it with me at the moment. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about just things I'm currently doing and um, and then of course things to come that's the basic that's the basic preview of what the, this, this episode is going to be about so stay tuned as I but before I begin that I, I want to actually I want to give a shout out to somebody I'm going to do that in the next segment so Stay tuned for that. Uh, I will be giving a shout out. I, I did a fashion show yesterday. So, stay tuned for that. Welcome back to the show. A friend of mine actually gave me an idea for a show title. In the show with Michelle. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect, right? Anyways, I, whether I use it or not is a different story, but I'll give him credit for that. Anyways, welcome back to the Missing Mindcast. I am talking about uh, this, this episode is going to be about one year. For this segment, though, is more going to be a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out. So, I went to a fashion show yesterday. It was basically charity, for charity. So, actually, it's for a lot of things. It's not just charity, but it stands for a lot of things. So, the fashion show was called Queendom. Queendom is a brand. Basically, Queendom got rebranded, and the person in charge, 
She goes by a few names. I know her as Rye. A lot of people know her as Rye. And just a brief, uh, a brief, I guess, outline about her life is that she died. She died briefly, and she was in a coma for about a week or so. Uh, she she tells her whole story on her site, and this is why. This is kind of like how I got into it, and I was like, dude, you know, this sounds really good. It's a fashion show. It's right up my alley, and it's for something good, right? Something bigger than, bigger than me. So, anyways, her backstory is that she died very briefly, and she was resuscitated, and she was in a coma for a week. She woke up. She had, she had what they called, um, it was like. I don't know the, like the medical term for it, but it was like a, abrupt uh, cardiac arrest or like sudden cardiac arrest or something. So she can't like she can't like live by herself because it can happen like anytime. I mean, I don't know if it, it's like random, but the first time it happened like was when she was doing her physical training test, which which I, I mean, I know what that is because I, I'm a reservist and I was active duty military. She was army and she just collapsed during her test. Anyways, so she couldn't do, she couldn't go back. She pretty much, I, what I believe what happened is she got admin separated for that. And she was at a loss, she didn't know what to do. And she had like, she had help from her squad leader. And he pretty much was like, you know, what are you gonna do now? And pretty much assisted her the whole way through this whole process of finding, finding what it was that she could do. And she could tell the story a lot better than I am, I am right now, but just me remembering what it's about you know why did I sign up for this why did I go to the, the fashion show it wasn't just any fashion show you know I just it was something that stuck out to me and it was something that I wanted to do and so I did it so anyway to finish up my point is that you know she she nearly died she didn't know what to do and she remembered that back in I think it was high school or college or something that she hosted a fashion show and this time around she wanted to do something that was different like she it didn't matter who it was she wanted a diverse cast of models whether a plus size or skinny or young, old, short, tall, whatever, whatever race. And it, it was exactly that. There was so many different models that came out. It was, it was amazing. I was, I was blown away just by the whole event because it's, I was thinking about it. I was talking to my friend about it. You know, it's just, it's amazing that 
a person has that much passion behind something. And we would have never known that if either one, I mean, unfortunately she had to die and come back to figure it out. But I mean, it's crazy when I think about it though, like maybe that's her calling, you know, it's, she was so invested in the army. She, that was all she knew. That was what she was doing for, I don't know how many years, but it's just, it just seems amazing to me that it took one event, one unfortunate event, and it, it created a very fortunate event out of it. It's, it's amazing. And I'm thinking like, well, what if she did die? I mean, well, none of this would have ever happened. I would, I would never be talking about this right now. Nothing, I wouldn't, there was a lot of people that I met that I never knew before. And she mentioned the same thing. Like she, she didn't know anybody. She, she basically created this whole thing from scratch. Held it at a hotel, ballroom, and it was big. It was grand. And there is a point to this story. Not, not, not just the fact that it was great. It was, it, was, it was awesome being there, just meeting people and being a part of something that was bigger. But there is another point to the story, which I'm gonna, which I'm gonna talk about because I actually wanted to keep this on a separate podcast, but being that it, it's going to be part of this episode like one year later, it, it, it actually all ties in technically. The reason why I bring this up, besides the fact that it's, it's part of my one year later episode, is that I, I just finished this book. And um, it's by Jeff Goins. It's called, let's see here, The Art of Work. The Art of Work talks, he talks about finding your true calling, not just, yeah, we work jobs, we, we work a career or whatever, but is it really our calling? I'm gonna come back to this as I dive deeper into the episode, but that's, that's pretty much the point that I brought it up. Well, one of the points that I brought up, not, not only the fact that it was a great event to be at, to be a part of something like that. Anyway, so I, I had to take a phone call, but, but yeah, something much greater than me, man. And I love being part of something like that. And she pointed out that she didn't pay anybody. Like, that's debatable, but... Anyways, as far as I'm saying, she, she didn't pay anybody. She didn't pay the miles and pay, you know, the media or anything like that. So, which I think was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, it just it goes to show you that you just you don't know what you don't know. You don't know when your time's up. You don't know, you know, the things that you're capable of until 
I guess you're kind of like pushed against the wall. You know, death weirds its ugly face or something like that. It's, it's nuts, man. I, I, but anyway, let me dive deeper into the my year later, and I'll come back to the calling part. That, that's really why I, I, one of the reasons I brought this up was because I, it just reminded me about this book. And it's a great book. It actually took me a lot longer than I thought to finish it. But once I finished it, I started realizing that I just, I need to, I need to, I need to find something that's, find something that just, like, right, like, something that just pushes her to, to freaking go all out. And create something bigger than herself. And I've always thought about something like that, but I just, I don't know. Maybe always finding reasons not to, like excuses or something. I don't, I don't really know. Anyway, so yeah, stay tuned. I, I'm gonna continue to talk about my one year. I'm gonna go down the list here and uh, to tell you my story. So thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next ep- uh, next segment here. Welcome back. So this segment, I'm going to talk about beginnings. I know I've actually talked. I, I know I've talked about this before, but uh, as part of this whole episode, I wanted this to be complete. Where did it begin? Well, most people ask me this question, like, you know, when did you get into photography? You know, and. Uh, most of the time, I'll just say, hey, you know, I've been in, I've been doing photography for a while. I've been doing photography since high school. And I did it as a hobby. I did it as a hobby for the longest time, actually. And and even back then, I mean, I was using film. I was using, what was it, the 110? The 110, sometimes 35. The 130, the 35 camera that I had didn't have a flash, so I didn't really use it, and I didn't know how to, I didn't didn't know how it worked. So the one I did have, you know, I had to buy like a flash, like flash cubes for the thing. It was, yeah, that it ages me a little bit, but it was cool, man. It was, it was my camera, my first camera that I actually used. And that's when I first got into photography, but I didn't realize that I was passionate about it until later on. So even before, and I'll tell anybody this story that that my passion like was was part was was sparked. But even before like Australia, it was sparked even before then. I would use my camera phone at the time, my iPhone 4, take photos, and then go on Snapseed, 
mostly like landscape stuff, street stuff, landscaping, just create just something from reality. Basically altering reality into something that I thought was cool. But that's really how my passion got sparked. So if you're like a photographer, artist, or whatever, and you're worried about, I don't have the latest camera, don't worry about it. Just use what you have. I, for the longest time, I was using my camera phone, and I got some pretty significant results, and this is a few years ago. Camera phones are amazing. I mean, they can't do everything, but they're pretty, pretty freaking good. I would have to say the other pivot point as far as my passion in photography is art class. So I had to start a class. Around the time I was doing security, had this art class and I believe it was art history. So we delve into like different time periods of art and until eventually we got around to, I believe it was pop culture pop culture, art, photography. Um, and then we started talking about political photography. We had this project we had to do. So we all had to go out, take at least four or five photos of something and then tell a story. Something that was political, like basically giving awareness to. I gave awareness to this, uh, this water, I, I think it was like a water treatment or, anyways, my story, the narrative behind it, it was, like the, it was like a military compound right in the middle of the city, and most people probably wouldn't even know that it, it even existed, but it's fenced off, had this um, gate or whatever, and I just took a photo, but I think I even had it in black and white. And we had to like print it out, like make prints of it and then tell a story about it. I, for, I, I To this day, I, I, I know vaguely what the story was about, but I knew that it had something to do with this military area in the middle of a city. Like, it was in the middle of, a, like, a suburb. And that was my whole thing. And, and then the most the reason why I gave that story was because I walked by it every day and I was wondering, like, what is that, you know? But yeah, it was, it was owned by the government and I didn't go under, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, art class was the, one of the times, well, I guess you call it a pivot point for me as far as photography is concerned. The next big one was Australia. This is, mo this is the most common story I tell people, which is, it's true, it's, one of the more significant pivot points in my life. And it, simply because I finally decided to get my first DSLR camera. I'd actually had been, I'd, I'd been wanting one for the longest time. I didn't know. I didn't know exactly which one to get because there's so many choices out there, right? There's like, and 
not only that, there's so many different brands. So what I finally decided was, let me get the best one for the best price. So that, that rules out having the best camera because you can't get the best price for the best camera. <laughs> I mean, you can, but the best price for me then was not $3,000 or more. In fact, I got the camera about around, I wanna say $600, $700. I got the D5300 Nikon. Crop sensor, got a kit lens with it. That thing was and still is my baby. Even though I don't really use it that much for portraits now, I still use it more for landscape, but it's, it's still a good camera to this day. But now I use a D750, which is more of a pro level camera. But yeah, when I first got that, I was, like, I was maybe about four, I, I, I wanna say I was four months in, studying abroad, Australia, right? I finally saved up enough money to buy this camera. And I was like, I'm looking for the best price on eBay. And I was like, man, I gotta get this deal. This is like the best deal I've seen. It was cheaper than the US. I got it, man. I got it, got the memory card. I was like, I was like, this is, it was a like Christmas. It was like freaking Christmas. And I was like freaking eight year old all over again. Like, you know, like, oh my gosh, I got this camera. It's got so many freaking dials and stuff on it. It was overwhelming, but it was so much fun figuring that thing out. And I, I wouldn't say I'm a master at it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like just having that, opening it up for the first time. I, was, I spent so much time just looking it over, like going to the menus and then slowly but surely figuring out how to use the camera, you know? Because it was my first, first camera like that. Everything else was point and click. Even the 35 I had, the 110, point clicks up to that point. So it was like almost like having an instant camera, like an instant freaking whatever those things they, they had back in the day. You buy it, you know, turn it in, and I don't even think they make them anymore. But oh my gosh, that thing, and I still got it to this day. I got the kit lens still and everything. But I used it like when I first had the opportunity, I would just take pictures of anything and everything and for the most part I started off in automatic like I said I didn't know anything about it so beyond that hundreds and thousands of hours of YouTube articles you name it learning how to work P mode was was my next challenge it's like I didn't know much about P mode and and then aperture and then manual. But technically, I never got to manual on that camera except when I was uh, sh shooting with flash. Had I had known about manual mode, I would have used it more 
when I was in Sydney. <laughs> yes, I had a night. I stayed the well. I didn't stay. The, actually, I did stay the night. I stayed the night in Sydney because my flight. So for whatever reason, the flight time was off. By the time I left the Gold Coast to get to Sydney, the plane that I was supposed to be on was on the runway. Problem is, the timing was off. So there was like nobody at the desk. Long story short, I spent the night in Sydney, got to go out a few hours, took as many photos as I could with the memory card I had, had a blast. And it was around the holidays, so it was like perfect, right? They had the, the they call it the vibrant, the vibrant um, lighting for the buildings and stuff. Even, even the the opera house. It was amazing. It was just, actually no, I take that back. They did not have it for the opera house, but I believe after that year is when they started having the vibrant stuff for the opera house. If I'm not mistaken, but they didn't have it when I was there. They had it for other buildings though, which is pretty cool. Either way though, man, it was it was great. Like using that camera, it's just it's nice size. It's, it's like it's not too big, it's not too small. It's a fun camera. But anyway, so that was my first DSLR. Again, one of the biggest pivots of my journey happened to be Australia, traveling, one of my other passions, traveling and then do so basically doing two things that I love traveling and then taking photos and, and mostly at the time it was landscape and street stuff I had not started portraits seriously until last year now given and I was I was in Australia in 2015 or at least the at the end of 2015 so it's been nearly three years. It actually has been three years. It's been three years since I studied abroad in Australia. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. So that's the beginning. Um, thus, I will continue my story in the next segment, but that's how it all began. At least for the reels, for like for serious. If that's even a word. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna take a break and I will get back to you as far as like the book of faces and how that started. Or not the book of faces. What am I talking about? My year of faces. Oh my gosh. Freaking Facebook. Anyways. Stay tuned for that. So welcome back to the show. In this segment, I'm going to be talking about the friends, acquaintances, the people I've met on my journey in this last year. I thought it was pretty interesting in that 
I've actually met a lot of people that I, well, makes sense. A lot of people that I did not know before. What's new friends, models, acquaintances that I've made, people that I've networked with in the past year just doing photo shoots, group meetups. In fact, the very first meetup that I had was was done actually by um, a camera store called Hawaii Camera. The place is awesome. If you've never been there, you're into photography, videography, whatever. They got a lot of stuff there. But anyways, they hosted this event. And this is, this is what sparked portraits for me. I was curious. So the event was off camera flash. As you can imagine, I knew very little to nothing about off-camera flash. And even at the time, I had not even utilized flash yet. And no, I don't use the flash on my camera because that's, it doesn't, it looks like shit. <laughs> a short way of saying that, but yeah. <clears throat> so that's one reason why I was a natural light photographer, and I still am to this day. I'm a natural light photographer, but let's see. Um, I do use flash now more than ever. But let's go back to that day. So the event, there were three models. There were, well, I think there's uh, about 15 to 20 people at most attending. And out of those 15 to 20 people, I still kind of network off and on to this day. And I think that's pretty cool. So I see him on Instagram. I see him at different uh, different events even now, different meetups <clears throat> to this day. And they're all awesome. Everyone has their own genre, the way they shoot, what they shoot. I always thought that was pretty cool. And before that, I didn't know any of it. I just, I was in my own world. Now I've entered a different world this whole, this past year. So I think it's pretty cool. So when I say that meeting, that meetup sparked pretty much everything as far as portrait photography now, it was my, my step another step, another pivot point. Whereas, actually, I take that back. There was one before that. But let's go back to the off-camera shoot, off-camera flash shoot. So, three models. Again, I mentioned about the people that I met before. There's sure a lot of people out here walking dogs late. So, the three models in question. One I had known before, she was an alumni at HPU, Rebecca. I was surprised to see her. I was like, wow, I didn't know she did anything like this outside of class or anything. 
And of course, you probably thought the same for me, a photographer after graduating. But no, she does a lot of things even now, video, TV, various things. Anyways, I knew her. She's the only one I knew. The other two, I had no idea. The other two were Jenny and Fong. I think I'm saying that right. Anyways. Fong, the third one, and I never really got to know. She had been in the model thing for seemingly some time. Uh, she's one of the models that I really never got to shop shoot with it again. Rebecca the same way. Rebecca's doing her own thing. Jenny on the other hand I've seen off and on different car shows, events, and photo, um, cosplay or anime cons. So I've seen her more than the other model. So she's quite active. I think they're all active but in different ways. Like Rebecca doesn't do cons or anything like that. Fong doesn't do cons either. She's more of a car show. She does fashion stuff, swimwear, all that off and on. Rebecca does more fashion, high fashion. So every model has their own niche, right? It's pretty cool. Jenny is a variety of, she does a variety of different genres. And she does them all quite well. Unfortunately, I've never had the pleasure to shoot with her as in a personal photo shoot. But that's all right. Well, actually, all three of them I've never had a photo shoot, so still working on that. Anyways, point being, a lot of dog walkers out now. It's an odd time. I normally walk out this time. Anyways, so the point being, I've met three different models at one of the sh one of the events. I had to pay for it, but I mean, it was worth it because it led to a lot more other things. And it led to getting to know other people. So the branch, so it's like you meet the tree and then the other... You get to the trunk of the tree, the branch of the tree, and it branches out to more smaller branches. And next thing you know, and you meet two people that know each other, three people that know each other, and it keeps going. So I digress, but so after meeting them, so I've met a lot of people over the past year. I met a guy named Chris held this major Christmas shoot. And at the shoot, I met a bunch of photographers, a bunch of models, models I still shoot with to this day. Other models have kind of gone on a hiatus or off-island, disappeared. They're no longer modeling. Some have come back to model. <laughs> it's been an interesting year. And I, I bring this up because I went to Spocom this last, this past Friday, right? I was running really late. I had a shoot beforehand. 
and we'll get to the chute in a different episode. But for now, I'm just going to refer to it as the chute. So anyways, I had a shoot beforehand. I ended up coming to Spocom about an hour and 15 minutes prior to it being done, over and done. So all that I wanted to do, I originally wanted to be there at 8 o'clock because I knew I had a shoot. The model showed up late. And there wasn't much I could do. So I showed up at 9.45. Pay for the ticket, 20 bucks. And I thought, well, the best I can hope is get some good shots of cars and maybe a model or two. But by the time I got there, well, yeah, I actually did. I, meet, I met some friends of photographers and a model. They had already been around the area and shot what they wanted. So I wanted to go around, get some shots of cars. I didn't get much, but what I got was pretty cool. And that's all that matters. <clears throat> also surprisingly enough, guess who I saw at Spocom. Much of the models that I had seen and they shot with or just did not know and I actually really wanted to get there early enough so I could meet other models that I knew were going to be there. It didn't work out that way. And sometimes in life it never does. According to planning and planning is, but sometimes things happen for a reason. And ironically, and there's another story to this. If you go back to an episode couple episodes from last year you you'll realize how ironic this is so I'm not gonna say anything in this episode but so I go to Spocom the place is fucking loud it is the loudest car show I've been to to date and apparently according to other models and uh, people that have been to shows or Spocom before I've stated that it was pretty fucking loud. Yes, it was. Staying in such an environment would probably have you go deaf over a very short to long period of time. So I didn't stay very long. Uh, at least in the car side. So apparently there was two sides. I'm not exactly, exactly sure why, but apparently before this year, there was only one side where there was a model lounge and a car show. Car show was ginormous. It was bigger than any of the cars I've been to. So, and has to be the biggest. Even bigger than Hot Import Nights, which takes place in a couple of months. <clears throat> I digress. I thought the model, I thought the night was going pretty I wouldn't say crappy, but because I got there late, I was already kind of like in a very like not good mood. But I was just like, okay, I'm gonna make the best of it. Get some shots of cars. I got some shots of cars. I walk up to the other side. That's where the show is. They have the, the contest. I totally miss the model contest. I miss all that stuff. So that was a fucking, that was a fail. Anyways, I get in there. 
one model, I've never had a photo shoot with her. I mentioned her before. Her name's Jenny. I, she's like, yeah, this is a good time. You know, let's go shoot any cars, you know, catch your eye. And I was like, hmm, I was walking around. And even one of my friends and photographers mentioned about a yellow beetle. I was like, yeah, I want to shoot in that. It looks pretty cool. That was the first car we shot in. So I, I say ironically because I didn't actually think I was going to be shooting with any models that night. I thought the whole thing was done. And besides her, there were like three or four other models. I wasn't really feeling it. And one, well, yeah, I'll just keep it at that. But anyway, I wasn't really feeling it with the other models. But she was like, well, we knew each other. And um, she was like, yes, she's gonna shoot something. So for a good 15 minutes or so, we got to shoot. I know this is supposed to be more like about meeting people, acquaintances, friends. The point is, I hadn't, that would not have ever happened if I didn't know anybody, if I didn't know her before, if I didn't meet her at the first initial shoot, right? I would have been just a stranger, like, oh, who are you? Think about it. So that's kind of the whole point of this segment is just like, you know, I'm pointing out that in this last year, and I can, I'll say it over and over and over again, that networking is extremely important uh, or has been extremely important in doing what I do and entering this world and journey that I've been going down and, and adventuring through. But on the other side of that coin though, as many people that I've met over time, there's also models that have kind of gone out. I mentioned this before about models going on a hiatus, moving off island, disappearing, not modeling anymore, or as much. Life changed. A lot of models, and I'd say not a lot, but I'd say about, I don't know what percentage I could give, but I would say at least 30% of the models that I work with in the past year have either stopped modeling altogether or have slowed down. They don't model as much or they model with certain people. And I'm not one of those certain people. <clears throat> it's, it, I mean, it, it's one of those things. Everybody has their reasons of doing whatever, not modeling or whatever, or even photography. But for the most part, I haven't seen any photographers just kind of disappear. I have seen photographers move off the island. I've seen new photographers come in. So in the photographer realm of things, it's like, the changeover is a little bit, I'd say longer. <clears throat> as far as people coming in, people going out. Most of the time, as people move on the island or the military or know somebody that's in the military and are just here for however so many years and gone. That's how it happens. Same with models. Some models are in the military, some models are spouses, 
to military personnel and they're here then the next year they're not so probably a good 40 percent are probably not doing it or off the island some are still doing it even off the island back to the mainland but for the most part yeah that's what happened so but for the most part i've kept in contact with the models i have shot with in the past even if it's like sporadic like y'all see the name pop up or something like well hey how you doing it's been a while you're still doing it or they're traveling the world there's even a model i recently shot with that um Noelani, yeah, she's going to Las Vegas. She's moving off the island. I only got one time to shoot with her, but come the fourth, she's gone, you know? And it happens like that. People come and go, and that's life. The point that I wanted to make, the last one being that I've made friends, and then I've, I've made friends, and they've very few of them have become non-friends or just just kind of there or I've been invited to different parties and such and <clears throat> or gatherings and it's been a minute life's changed people get busy next thing I know say like, how you been man how you doing life goes on uh, yesterday was kind of a not yesterday, but Friday, going to Spokane was like, like I said, I was already kind of like, not really feeling it. I was like, I got like one hour left. Damn. Fuck. This is not that loud, but goddamn. But yeah, I wasn't feeling it. I was like, you know what? It was all right. I mean, Spokane event was just fucking loud. I wasn't really feeling the loudness. Cars were nice. I got to shoot at least one model. I got something out of it. And in turn, she gets something out of it. So, it's great. But anyways, I think that's it for this segment. I, I just wanted to make that known. Put that out there. It's, you make friends, you win some, you lose some. Kind of thing. It happens. It's life. The thing is, is not to get too down, and I don't get so down and out about it it'll happen and it's been happening every job everything i every duty i've had somebody comes in leaves new person comes in it's just it's life it happens but out of it all if i never started this path i would never have known anybody and not that, you know, the friends I knew before were not significant. Because I, I cherish all the time that I spend with my friends or have time. But the friends that I've made as a result of doing photography, how many mints? And it's not just friends, there's mentorship, there's people that I can learn from, I have learned from, and people have learned from me, etc., etc. So there's a there's a camaraderie there. Even with models. Models they learn, or I learn from them sometimes. 
you know, different like, you know, posing techniques. Whereas other times they'll learn from me. It's like, hey, you know, if you do this, you get this result. I've been getting better at it. I've been striving to at least. Anyways, I'm gonna end this segment here. Uh, start the next. Stay tuned for that. Hey, hey, welcome. Uh, I, it's been a while, actually. I know I've been... This episode's actually been in the making for a minute. Since September. I, I've been slacking. I haven't actually released this yet. So in this segment, which I actually recorded before, but for some reason, it didn't save, and so I gotta do it again. So in this segment, called year one I'm actually going to be talking about just the past year of doing portrait photography and so I started actually uh, it started not necessarily as portrait photography in fact although when I tell this story I normally mention that my roommate at the time was my first actual photo shoot. We went out to a little bit past Waikiki Beach. I, I forgot the name of it, but it's this uh, hotel and it has this little beach on the side. We actually go there. It's actually perfect. Yeah, that's where I lost my phone. It got wet and, uh, oh man. But it was a fun shoot. My very first shoot, very memorable, memorable. I shot with Tony. Tony's a dancer. She's not even a model, but she's, she's, she makes a good dancer, so perfect. And actually, I did another photo shoot with her uh, earlier this year. Either earlier this year or like late last year. Can't really recall. But, but anyways, it's been a year and been a very interesting year in this journey of mine, and I've been just basically going with it uh, I know in this segment I'm gonna talk about a few things so I'm gonna talk about like you know what will happen when I, how I you know the beginning the start and then like recently what I've been doing uh, so I want to mention what I'm doing recently is I've been doing I'm working on projects so I'm working on fashion working on just various projects so I have a project uh, pinup project coming up called project Vargas uh, I will talk about that more in detail later, so I won't go into really in-depth as of right now about Project Vargas. But just know that's coming up. I got another few projects in the planning process right now, and that's what I'm working on right now. But I'll tell you what, when I started this, I really desired to... Basically, my drive at the time was to get better, and it still is. My drive is always to get better than I was the day before. And when I started, you know, Instagram is like a great tool, but can also be kind of a burden if you think about it. It's like 
I see all this, like, I, I used to see all this, like, and even now today, I see, like, these awesome photos of just, just amazing, just amazing photos taken by very talented and skilled people, and along with their counterpart models that are equally good. And I was like, you know, I want to be that person. I want to be that photographer that's just so good that not necessarily like, oh, you know, models won't say no kind of thing. I mean, I already know that there's no way I can photograph every model on the planet, even if I wanted to. And I have no desire to anymore. But at the time, it was about respect not so much now I mean it's always about respect it's always about you know I want to I want to gain that respect I want to gain that clout kind of thing but when I was looking at it you know when I was just getting on my feet as a photographer as I was just getting into the mix getting to know people setting these all up setting photo shoots and sessions up I had to put myself out there, and that was a scary thing. It was kind of scary because I I didn't know these people, I didn't know these models. I, I knew I knew some photographers already in the in the community, but a lot of them I didn't know. I never met them, I never seen them up front. They didn't know me. That's the biggest thing. When people don't know you, it's like, it's so much harder to get in. But surprisingly, I didn't really have, like, I wouldn't say, like, I didn't, I didn't have really people that just said no. It was more so people didn't respond. It's like, well, I don't know you. I don't know your work. And that's how it is. That's how it still is. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't know me, and there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of people I don't know. Excuse me, I drink my coffee. If it's kind of noisy, it's because I'm in a outside public environment, and there's people talking, but it's not that loud, thankfully. I just want to get this out of here. So I want to get this done. Like I was doing this before and it, like I said, it didn't save. So I want to just do it. I know I had a lot to say before. And so when, like I said, when I was getting into this, it was just like, you know, I want to get better. I want to improve. That was my drive. That was my drive. And I knew what I had to do. I knew that I would have to set these up so if you don't know if you're new to the whole photography thing and let me just address this really quickly here because the misconception is that you know a photographer always just pushes a button there's some photographers that even say that and that that burns my biscuits because there's a lot that goes into a photo shoot Unless you're strictly a photographer, 
the definition of it if a photographer someone that takes pictures okay that is the bare bones definition of a photographer and a model brought up a very good question you know in this age of everyone has a camera and their phone and etc etc anybody and everybody can be a quote-unquote photographer and equally so a model technically speaking doesn't mean you're a professional at it it just means that you can and it's very easy it's much more accessible now than it ever has been to be those things and so I have to like give her a good answer because well the answer I was thinking about well her question was if anybody can do it then doesn't that I gotta go back and listen to the question, but it was something along the lines of, you know, if anybody can do it, then does that make it easier or harder or something like that? I gotta go back to the question, but so to address that question, anybody can do it, yes. Anybody can push a button. Very true. However, there since I've been doing it, I've learned a lot about the process. A, a photographer isn't just a photographer. A photographer is a location scouter, somebody that looks for locations. A model scouter, somebody that goes out and looks for models, recruits for projects. A project coordinator, if you think about it. Basically, a project coordinator, all these things, all basically wrapped up under one umbrella as a photographer. You're a project coordinator. You got to plan this stuff out. You got to, you know, get the location. You got to scout the models. Artistic coordinator. I mean, you can have, you know, vision, a vision for a project or a shoot. So rightfully, uh, rightfully so. There are the those type of photographers, which is what I have. I do all that stuff. I set it up. Get the model, etc., etc. So I don't just push a button. And if you think you just push a button, then you are the bare bones definition of a photographer, which just pushes a button and takes a picture of a person, which anybody can really do that. But those are two different groups that I see. As well as if you're like, because there's other. Um, types of photographers which is more interested in the art versus the everyday you know kind of like a fantastic the fan fantasy anyways that's that's what I see so I've been working a year to build that up to build up my portfolio and I've, that's been my push that's been my my drive getting better improving my skill exercising every time every chance that I get and so from last year to now wow I've shot quite a quite a bit of models actually when I look at the list I'm like wow I've really shot all those models for reals mostly females a couple males here and there but 
mostly females. And but you know, I I wouldn't have built that skill, I wouldn't have developed myself if I hadn't started. And I had to start somewhere. I had to start sending out those messages, sending out those say, hey, I wanna shoot, are you interested? kind of thing. And some of us were reluctant, saying, eh, not really, or I'm feeling it, or I'm, I don't know who you are, or you're not that good, or not, not, but without actually saying that, just, just my thought process, like, you know, maybe they think I'm not that good, sometimes I'm not, or I wasn't, I wasn't that good at the time, but I was like, you know, I'm going to get better, so if I offer it out, they can't say no. Not to toot my own horn, most of the time, well, I just want to shoot. The only problem now is mostly just getting business for it. You know, that's, that's a whole different chat right there. Just getting business for it. But the other thing is also business for models. So models, so yeah, like I said, that's a different chat. Man, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've, I've talked about this before. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm busy, dude. Okay, so I these phone calls, people asking questions. Anyways, I'm back. So, overall, I mean, it's been an interesting year. I mean, it, it started out kind of rough. I, I will be honest, it's not as easy as you think. You know, if you're new, you're fresh, people don't know you, you don't know them. It's rough, it's a little rough around the edges, but you know what, if you don't start, you don't just say I'm gonna jump in and do this then it'll never happen and you know one by one things start lining up I started getting to know different people start networking with different photographers and then models and then just this whole community opened up to me and it wasn't just like it wasn't suddenly it just like little by little and just think it started by me going to this, it was a fireworks. It was a fireworks and sunset meetup that uh, Hawaii Camera actually coordinated and set it up. And I met, actually I met one photographer there and well, I met a bunch, but one that I can remember and that we've met up again at another meetup. But because I went to that meetup, they were like, hey, we're planning this off-camera flash shoot, and then next thing you know it, I go to the off-camera flash shoot, I meet three different models, I shoot three different models, I get the experience of off-camera flash, which I, was, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about, I learned it, took my camera, rented a lens from Hawaii camera, of all places, and that workshop was pretty awesome, I learned a lot, and I got to meet three awesome models. And one of them just so happened to be uh, a fellow schoolmate, fellow alumni. Phantom that. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know she was doing that. But she's, she does a little acting here and there. And fantastic, mom. She had a fantastic look. Uh, Rebecca, Ter uh, Teresia, yeah. Fantastic. 
She's got a really good look. I really look forward to looking, um, working with her again. For some reason, we just haven't. We haven't, uh, but it happens though. Everybody, she gets busy, I get busy doing other stuff. and then. But yeah, it's been over a year since I shot with her. And she's from Europe, so she's got that, she's got that, you know, that look, you know, that you can see her, you know, defined features in her face. I met another one, Jenny, and the other one's Pong, but I haven't shot with her. I've shot with Jenny a couple other times for like a few other co-shoots and even car show. And speaking of car show, I started going to car shows just because I wanted to meet other models and the photographers and, and also for the cars. Oh God, that hurt. Ah, stretch, stretch a little bit too much there. So my first car show was actually HIN, HIN in December. Now, unfortunately, I just missed Spocom in August last year. I missed it. I went to the, I believe, I believe it was the Amazing Honolulu, the Amazing Honolulu Comic Con, something like that. And ooh, hurting for cars. So that was a bit disappointing, and but and I didn't know much about Spocom at first, so I just didn't go. But eventually, I found out about it, and I was like, "Oh man, that would have been a great opportunity to meet and network with uh, models." But it also would have been overwhelming. I I went to Spocom this year actually, and there for a very short time. It was the loudest car show. And I've been to three car shows in the last year. By far, Spokane was the loudest, but also the biggest. HIN uh, was probably the second loudest and the second biggest out of Spokane, HIN, and what is, what the hell was the other one? I can't think of it at the moment, but anyway, it's all good. So I am going to HIN, and from there, so I met a lot of, well, I've met a lot of photographers and then models, and then from there, it just kind of like spiraled into like taking, like scheduling more shoots, doing more stuff, and then the next thing you know, it's like December time frame. I go to Big Island, I get invited to go to Big Island to stay for free and eat at this mansion and pretty much do five photo shoots in one day because I only had one day to do this. So being that I was the only photographer to come out, I mean, I had to pay for my own flight, but it was a free to stay there and I got to meet five gorgeous models, models slash porn stars that came out here from various parts of the country to do well they were visiting they won this contest and one of the perks of the contest was a photo shoot with me and I thought that was pretty cool and so now I have this working relationship with people that I've shot with that live like in the mainland 
and by the way because I was like five photo shoots in one day it took me forever to get those pictures and it, it set me back so that, that was the thing so I was looking at I lost my train of thought I don't even know what I was talking about <laughs> like that would happen like if they call, like I get all hot and bothered, like, ugh. Yeah, anyway. I'm probably gonna repeat myself because I know that I've, just recapping here, I've met so many people the last time, just throughout the whole last year, I've, I've met models that have been in the game and all of a sudden they're not in the game anymore or not as much. And that's one of the things, like, you're, I'm like, I'm always meeting new people and very few like very like sometimes people just drop out for whatever reason they stop modeling whatever that's that's one cool thing about this whole thing it's just like you know everybody I mean everybody is doing something well most people are doing something if you're not doing anything you're stagnant and one one thing you'll learn one thing I've learned in this whole process is that when I say that photographers, makeup artists, models are doing something, if they're not, they're stagnant. And if you're doing something, then you're always going to be doing something. You're moving around, whether you're a student, whether you're a working professional, whether you're just doing this for fun, whether you're doing it for something better, whether it's body positive, whether you're building up to something, you're building a career in modeling. It's you're always moving around. You're always doing something. Even the, even the photographer universe. It's like you know you, you. A lot of photographers do this for different things. I personally, I, I'm building a portfolio to do it for a business, and I want to do it for a business. I want to be full time. And I thought by now that I would be able to do it, but it's a little challenging to do this on the in Hawaii. Hawaii is a different market. And and there's there's different reasons why. I'm not gonna really get into I'm not gonna really go into depth on the reasons reasoning behind that. Um I'll say that for a different episode. But it is something to learn that if you're getting into this as a business you have to you definitely have to learn what the market is. And modeling in Hawaii is a challenging market for both modeling, for models and photographers and makeup artists, etc., etc., etc. Without going too into detail, that's that's pretty much for you. Have you have to know this? You have to know before you get in. And that, I'm not saying it's impossible. You know, one way to get into it, I've looked into getting into this, like, the whole agency thing. I would love the whole agency route, but I want to be freelance. I want to be able to do what I want. I want to be able to shoot who I want, when I want. I don't want to get locked in some contract agreement that I can't shoot anybody or do anything. A lot of models get locked in these contracts and they can't shoot anybody else. And I think that is unfortunate. And I, I, know, the, I know there's a reason behind it, but... There's some models that I want to shoot so badly, and I'm pretty sure they you know, maybe they want to shoot as well. But it's like they're locked into a contract; they can't shoot with anybody else except for the agency. 
and you know for the agency they get jobs and stuff like that so they're guaranteed that commission to work with the agency as well as the brands that they're working with but other than that it's like well that's a win for them I suppose I mean I don't know what the pay is like but it's got to be good enough where they're not getting that much exposure I don't know there's a few models that I'm referring to in, in particular, but I'm not going to say any names. But yeah, so no, I personally, that I, here's the thing. When I started this whole thing last year, fashion was not a thing that I was like, I was gunning for. I was like, you know, fashion, like, no, there's no way. Now I find myself, I'm doing fashion stuff, I'm doing fashion, I'm doing high fashion, I'm doing low fashion. I don't think there's such thing as low fashion, but if it's high fashion, wouldn't it be low fashion? No, they just call it fashion. Who the hell is talking? Holy shit, that's loud. Be quiet, please. Anyways. So I'm finding myself, I'm doing fashion, I'm doing lifestyle, I'm doing all these things that I never never really thought I, I would be doing, but I'm doing it now. I'm doing it to build a portfolio. I have a reasoning behind it. I'm building towards something. Strengthening. It's like, you know, Lindsay Adler, she's a famous fashion photographer. Basically, she stated, you know, if you're not doing, if you're not shooting, no. And it might not have been her, actually. It was, uh, what's his name? Sean. Anyways, at a. It was a keynote speaking at this year's PhotoCon. And I gotta remember the guy's name, but he mentioned about, you know, if you're, if you're not building towards something, then you're just like, you're not. What the hell? Why is he so loud? Okay. No, it actually was Lindsay Atler that mentioned this. Uh, I was listening to a, I get them mixed up, but they both kind of mentioned the same thing, but she, Lindsay Adler mentioned that if you're not building towards like something, then, you know, like your top three things that you're specialized in. And the other guy kind of mentioned the same thing. He was talking about building a portfolio and shooting for a reason, not just shooting just to shoot. I mean, you can if you want to about something you're interested in but so what I've started doing is shooting for a reason shooting things that I would want to do for me not just necessarily for anybody else even though once you get locked into an agency you have a client you gotta meet those gotta meet the criteria meet the deadlines etc 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 something that I'm being prepared for not necessarily that I want to do all the time but and if it works for Lindsay Adler, if it works for this other guy that tends to do artistic stuff in his own time and make money while doing it for other people, then why not? I'm sitting like, dude, like if I could do this as a job, as something that's fun, then it's not work. Now I know sometimes I gotta work, but I'm not trying to like, I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that every shoot is going to be a a me project. And sometimes me projects are difficult. (laughs) Trust me on this because last few things I've been doing, I've been taking like just 
I swear, I like I'm like dragging my ass sometimes on these these projects, these shoots, because I'm working. I've been working more on the quality lately, more so than ever. And so now, the development process, the editing, and all that stuff, it takes so much longer. But that's one of the things I've been developing over the past year. So when I first started doing this, I could pump out like 24, 40 plus photos, you know, between five different shoots. Like between five and December, I was like, you know, pumping out all these photos. Like I have all these photos. I mean, a lot of them I've never seen the light of day, not because I just never got to them, because I didn't think they were that good or they just, they weren't, they didn't meet my standard. And I did mention they were porn stars, so there was a lot of stuff that's like, yeah, I mean, they're really good looking and everything, but I, I don't want to cross that line of making porn. Now, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't mind it, the Euro aspect of it, you know, the erotic aspect of it, the sensual aspect of it, but when it's overly overwhelming for me, then I'm not, not really okay with that, and it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I'm just saying it's not something I'm doing, it's not, not something I'm promoting, necessarily, and I will do the, I will do the overly sensual thing without hesitation. I mean, as long as I signed up for it, and that's what I signed up for. I, I, I mean, I kind of figured that was going to happen. I got to figure that, you know, I'd be shooting what I was shooting. So I was fine with that. But there were certain aspects that I wasn't okay with. It was just like, um, it's a little much. And normally, I, I, don't, I don't cross that line. It's, it's not like a moral thing. It's just like, I don't, I don't really consider that, for me, unless... I can somehow make it creative, make it artistic, and not just, oh, this is hardcore porn, basically, that's all it is. But no, I want to make it, if I'm going to make something like that, I want to make it be awesome, creative. There's got to be a creative aspect to it. And that's a chat for a different day, I understand that. But I'm just kind of giving you my thoughts on that. So that's one of the things I did in the last year. And I've done a lot of things. Who is being loud? Oh, hell. Anyway, so. Back to the beginning. I started the first project. My very first project was Project Magic. Project Magic started out as a Brandon Wolfel inspired themed shoot. Basically utilizing ambient lights at night. That's what it started as. And I had to start somewhere. I was like, well, this is my inspiration. I love his style of shooting and I wanted to mimic that or create my own. And I started that way. And the first shoot that I started with was with a model. Um, she was not actually the original model for the first shoot. Project Magic actually, I I wanted to do up to five, five photo shoots. Actually, I think it might, may have wanted to do up to six, but anyways, five it was a number I got had in my mind. I actually shot that 
or more for that shoot. And I, at first, I didn't think I was going to hit that goal. But I hit it. I eventually hit it. I got five, I think I actually got four or five models to do the six shoots. I just shot with one model twice. So for the first shoot, kind of going off the rails here. So I'll make this brief, but for, for, for uh, I, there's some significance to this. The first shoot didn't go as planned. I scheduled it somewhere else and I had a different model at the time. I won't, I won't give any names. I'm sure she had her reasons. And she does, she has reasons, but I just didn't like how she handled it. So if she's listening to this, she knows who she is. Anyways, first Project Magic shoot, I had a different model, so I had to schedule. And I rescheduled it. I scouted a different location and shot with a different model. I started, and the theme was ambient lighting. And I used the, you know, the freaking, the portable Christmas lights or whatever, like the white lights. And I played with those. That was, that was the first shoot, honestly. And it, and it just evolved. So the next shoot after that, shot with a male. We were utilizing the ambient light from neon lights. Cool shoot, very cool. Got like three or four really good ones. It was trial and error, there was some experimentation, but for the most part, it was a good shoot. Even though we were walking around for a good hour, hour and a half. And it just evolved. So eventually I got to a point where I was, you know, I, I, Brandon Wolf was a great guy, great photographer but I want to go beyond that. And so I, I, so for one of the shoots I did on the beach, I had the lights and it was totally darkness. And I was pushing the limits of my camera for reals on this one. Also, I was on a learning curve of learning manual, which for the first time I, I had to utilize that because I, I had a manual lens, like no shit, manual lens. And it was the hardest thing. I still have that lens to this day, but now I have a camera I can actually use it because I can change the controls on the camera. But D5300, I could not operate that, that lens automatically. I had to basically manually lock it in. That was the most difficult thing. So there was, there was a huge learning curve as well as like some lessons learned on that, that shoot in general. And I shot, that shoot I shot with um, what's her fuck? What's her name? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it, it, it really escapes me at the moment. I, I don't know the name. Like, oh my god, Kara, Kara. So it's been a year. I and I shot with Kara almost a year ago. It was like last October, not this past October, the October before that. So I shot with her. Magical beach setting. It was like a secret beach, Colina area, and she was awesome. Granted, I had to pay for it, but she was awesome. And I didn't mind paying for it because she's an amazing model. She did exactly everything that I needed. She bought some mini outfits and she even bought me ice cream at the end of it. So I was like, you're cool. And I would love to shoot it again. But the point is that I reached out 
to her. She's got like thousands of followers, right? She, she owns a brand. And if I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. I would regret it. You know, I'd be like, well, he had a chance that she would have an awesome model and he missed, he passed it up even if I had to pay for it. I'm just paying for her time. She's really busy. <laughs> she's a busy, she's a student, she's, she has a brand. She does a lot of things. So I didn't mind paying for her experience because she's a very experienced model. She does a lot of different types. I do appreciate that. And so I guess I'm going to set, on, set, uh, set something else up with her. But anyways, the point is, that shoot, every shoot was a learning experience that built on another. It was like, got better every time. And I, that was my drive the whole time, was getting better every single time, every single shoot. And if I wouldn't have just put myself out there, because I'm putting everything out there, I'm putting my skill out there, my experience, my professionalism out there. Every time. I build up, I build up on that. That was my drive for the longest time, and it still is. But not as much, it's like, well, it's not so much the shooting that I'm improving on, it's my development now. It's my development process, my whole process. Now, I mean, I, I started with Lightroom. I didn't even touch Photoshop. For the longest time, I was scared of Photoshop. Photoshop is the one thing that was like my kryptonite. It's like, dude, I'm not touching that. Because I already knew, like, there was too much. Well, photographer told me once, that there's a lot of things you can do in Photoshop and if you want to just learn it you have to learn little by little that's why I started learning little by little by little little things the basics I started with the basics I started like okay well what does a photographer do what does an artist do from start to finish working with a with a photo in Photoshop versus Lightroom now I don't solely edit in Photoshop I don't solely edit in Lightroom in fact I don't really use Lightroom anymore so I've switched software platforms to Capture One so I use Capture One and then Photoshop when I'm working on portraits just just so you know that's just put my my uh, this stuff that I use out there so what I used to do I used to do my basic edits in light, actually, I used to do all my edits in Lightroom. And to an extent, it was good. Everything was good. However, over time, and again, my drive has always been strive for excellence, push myself. Photoshop was one of the things that I knew I had to learn. I knew eventually I would have to get my feet wet. And solely for the reason that if I wanted better photos, then I would have to. There was no way, you can't do everything in Lightroom, you can't do everything in Capture One. You can do a lot of things in Capture One that you can't do in Lightroom, yes, very true, but you still need Photoshop if you want that extra oomph, that extra push. A lot of very advanced developing practices and techniques fall in Photoshop. And I didn't take it on all at once. And even now, I still have to re 
resort back to my notes, back to the videos, just to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can in each and every photo. So, I started working in Photoshop little by little, a bite here, a bite there. Hundreds of minutes, hundreds of hours of videos later, the same thing as Lightroom, the same thing as operating my camera before. I'm quite proficient in Photoshop now. I'm, I'm not the best, but I'm quite proficient at it now than I've ever been. I can do advanced edits, and even though it will take me some time, I can make it happen. And all I gotta do, research a certain thing that I wanna do on YouTube, because there's so much knowledge out there, practice it and apply it. As simple as that. And it's not simple, but that's it's as simple as that. So that's where I'm at right now. So I'm but it's been a year. And I had to push myself. I couldn't just stay on the fence and be like, you know, I'm just not gonna work in Photoshop ever. I just I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like I was at my potential, my best. I and mean, a lot of photographers swear by it, but you know, you can only do so much in Lightroom or Capture One. Oh my gosh. So I mean, you, you can only do so much in Photoshop and or Capture One, Lightroom. But I feel like the edge that Blake, this is why it's taking me so long to work on the photos is like I'm still it's still a learning process it's like I'm not it's not like I've learned it I'm learning and I'm learning every photo I'm learning every different technique that comes with every photo which has gotten me here to this point to this day now this is huge why I mentioned the Project Vargas at the beginning because it's going to be very Photoshop intensive. I already know this. And so now I'm just trying to, I'm trying to ascertain and figure out what do I need to do to make this happen. But I got to shoot tomorrow. And today I'm going to be doing a lot of catching up as far as what I need to do to make this shoot go as, as smoothly as possible because if I can get the shoot down the shoot you know the equipment the, you know, the, 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 the settings the flash and everything all that stuff the setup process if I get all that stuff settled then all I gotta do is shoot and the rest is gonna be edited and it's gonna be great I already know it's gonna be awesome so stay tuned for that uh, I know this was a long segment, but it was also the most important segment is, you know, getting off your ass and just getting up there, getting out there and making it happen. Because if you don't, if you don't push yourself, you're going to be just a photographer. There's nothing wrong with that. People make a living off of being just a photographer, but there's a lot more than just pushing a button, a lot more than taking photos of people. But again, there's different types, there's different sorts of photographers out there. I want to be the best I can be. I want to be what I, I was meant to be. And not necessarily a photographer, but I want to be much more of a storyteller, if anything. Like, an artist. An artist and a storyteller. That's, that's, that's always where I've been. 
and that's where I'm going. That's where that's where I want to be. So stay tuned for more. And uh, I think this might be the last segment in this episode. If I'll leave like a conclusion episode or segment in here just to kind of close it up, because I know this was long. This is like almost an episode in itself. But yeah. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Thanks. Hopefully it's safe this time. Oh my gosh. But yeah, just to recap, because I know I've gone over a lot. The last year has been filled with just awesome, just meeting people, making new friends, meeting photographers, other talented, awesome people out there, models, makeup artists, photographers alike. Um, and it's just been an awesome journey. And I know that you know, even if I had like one time to shoot with people ever, it was, I always try to make it the best experience that I can make. You know, every shoot, every time I do it, just build up, improve on some things, lessons learned, learn from those lessons, apply what's been learned to the next experience just to improve it. And in the last year, I have gained so much confidence in doing so, gained so much experience and skill in doing so. But I'm not done yet. I mean, I have a lot still to learn. And that's the best thing about it. It's like, it's not, you know, unless you just become stagnant and stop learning then you always there's always something to learn there's always somebody new to shoot there's always somebody new to meet and there's always a new project if you so desire the sky is truly the limit it's out there if you want to be great you only have to do is grab it be great go out there Take the steps that are necessary to be great. Because you can be great. Nothing says you have to be a mediocre picture taker. Because that's what I used to be. And I strive every time to be better than that. I want to be better than what most people see on Instagram. And I still have a ways to go. And I'm getting there. One photo shoot at a time. One model at a time. One day at a time. One development at a, at a time. Well, anyway, stay stay uh, tuned to my next segment. This might be the last segment on this episode, but uh, we'll see. I think I've covered everything that I want to cover, so stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. So welcome back. I think this will be the final segment out of two. Just some final thoughts on the last year. So I've talked about a lot of things. I've gone over just, uh, you know, some life lessons. And in this journey, you know, I started just, I started with one thing. I didn't figure, you know, I was gonna be doing portraits and that type of photography for models. Etc. Etc. But you know, I wouldn't have known any better. 
but I wouldn't have started in, in the first place. I would have just done the same thing, you know, would stuck with the street and the urban thing, um, landscapes, and, and I would have been fine. I still do that to this day. But I guess the most the most surprising thing is just how much, how far that I've gone, you know, just the, the different mind, mind, the different milestones I've set for myself over time, and then every time just hit it, go to the next one. And then for the longest time, like I said, you know, I didn't, I didn't even work with Photoshop now. I, mean, I work Photoshop on a regular basis. Little things, right? Just little things to progress, strengthen, and go beyond what I was the day before. Now I, I struggle with a different challenge. <laughs> Timing. Timing in business. And, you know, the, so I've talked about the past. I've talked a little bit about the present. And I want to talk a little about the future. Where, where is this going exactly? That's a really good question. Now, I know, I know this is like a major discussion for a different cast and all. As far as the business aspects, I figured and I was going to start a business this year and I kind of somewhat did a soft open, as you will. That was the whole thing about building my portfolio up. Now I have just this massive portfolio of stuff I've shot over the past year that I wouldn't have had unless I started somewhere, right? And now I've started and I'll have to continue and not just continue, but have a purpose. I think it was Joel Grimes. I, I, I remember the name now, the photographer that I seen a couple of months ago. Was it a couple of months ago? Yeah, it was a couple of months ago, August. And Lindsay Adler also said, uh, said the same, similar thing actually about having a plan. So every time you shoot, you should have a plan. What is the purpose of your shooting? Now you can have fun just doing it, it's fine. But you need to have at least a purpose if you're gonna do it in business or something like business, at least have a goal, right? Even if you're doing it for fun. It's, there's nothing wrong with having a goal. At least you have something to shoot for, right? And that's primarily what I've been doing for the past few months. Now, the struggle is... <laughs> and I'll keep this brief. My current challenge right now is to... push myself. Well, that's always. Push myself. And hopefully start a business soon where I can work with models on a regular basis. But... Because I'll tell you, there is a challenge working with clients that aren't models, and that's, that is a market in itself. It is a bit scary because it's like, you have people that aren't necessarily, you know, the model type. Maybe they were, maybe they're working on some things, but they're not fully there. You know, and it's like you have a choice to make, but I mean, it's their money, right? So you have to pretty much cater to the client. It doesn't matter what job it is, you cater to the client. It's money. 
So, my challenge for the last year has actually been not only gauging that, but also figuring out what type of photography that I like to do versus the type that I don't like to do. And somebody said it best, figure out what you like and what you don't like as soon as possible. Because once you figure that out, everything else becomes easy. You can focus on certain things versus not focus on the other thing. Now, obviously there's things that someone, you know, that you may not want to do as a photographer that's paid. I mean, it's not gonna be like a win-win situation all the time where you just like, oh, it's gonna be my dream. It's gonna be my dream shoot or whatever, you know? It's not always gonna be like that. And to be honest, I've had shoots. They were amazing. The model was amazing to the muse. She offered insight, creativity. That doesn't always happen. Most of the time, shoots don't go like that. They're not the perfect shoot. I would say most of the time shoots are great because the model and myself have this synergy and cohesiveness to work together. I would say that and then there's other shoots where the cohesiveness wasn't there exactly. It was just odd, very weird. But the shoot progressed anyways. We, we, we did some good work. It's just that, so when you do a shoot, you work with models and other people, there there are people. And you either mesh with people, you get along with them, or you don't. And you don't there's different degrees of that, right? It's not like, oh I hate that person or I love that person. It's like, well I like you, but you're annoying. Or something like that. I mean it doesn't have to be no and it doesn't have to be something that's annoying necessarily. It's just like, there's something about it that is not right. That's just a prime example, that's all. No, I will say that most of my shoots have gone very well. I haven't had any huge issues with models. Just every now and then, I'll have that one or two models that are just like, what? You know? And it's not like I'm getting paid. I'm like, I'm doing this for trade. I'm doing this for me, and we're doing this for you. It's a mutual. It's a mutual benefit. That is what a trade shoot is supposed to be. If there's no money involved, and I will get it. I will get more into this in a future cast, which I've already done. But I'm, it looks like I'm gonna have to do it again, just in a different. Uh, different angle, I guess. But anyways, the major challenge for me now is timing. It's, you know, I've gotten to the point where my photos, I'm, I'm happy to an extent, because before, it's like, you know, I'm not there yet. Now I feel like my quality is there. But I can always, always, always improve. There's no doubt about it. But I don't feel like, oh, my work's not good enough. No, I know my work is good enough in most situations. And I say that because 
Situations are always changing. Circumstances are always changing. Shoots, locations, times, models, everything is different. Everything is not always, always the same. Even if you shoot with, a, with the same model at the same beach, it's a different time of the year. It's a different hour. It's a different season. Everything, there's nothing that's the same. You can shoot with a model five times at the same beach, same place, the time, everything is gonna be different. Nothing is the same. So, there is always, always room for improvement. There's always room to improve on your, on my work. As far as working with models right now, it's mostly posing for me. I'm not a great poser. It's amazing what a video and a book can do overnight though. I will say that. And I'll leave it at that for now. But I would say that I've improved a lot. That I've gotten better. But you know what? I would have never gotten there if I would not, if I would not have started in the first place. And that's the most important lesson of all. Figuring out myself, figuring out my craft, figuring out my passion, all, all at the same time, and then putting a goal, an objective on top of that. So I'm at this point where I figure I know what I like and I know what I don't like so much of. That's very powerful. Now I know I can focus on certain things. I don't have to be like, what should I do? You know, I have an idea. And of course, there's new, there's new shoot ideas coming all the time. It's not, and that was my challenge when I first started. It was like, well, what should I do? You know, there's so many different things I want to do, but what do I want to do? Do I want to shoot nudes on the beach? Do I want to shoot boudoir? Do I want to shoot casual lifestyle? The answer is yes. But it depends on the context. It depends on the reason. For me, and I know, because this always goes back to the photographer as a person, right? And you have guys that just want to shoot sexy, and that's fine. That's fine. What is the reason though? I like, I, I don't mind doing sexy at all. I do it. But for me, my line is, if it's overly sexual, I won't do it. Or I won't like it. Now if I get paid, that's a different story. But again, I still do have a line. It's just my line and tolerance is a little bit more. <laughs> Think about it. So the shoots I did last December, for example, on the Big Island, I knew the women were porn stars. I knew they, they worked on the cab thing. and That was fine. I, I, so I already knew what I was getting myself into. It wasn't a surprise. I did my research. I figured, well, I can, I can, I can work this. I can get this to work. And I did. So mostly, a lot of the shots I ended up getting was boudoir with some overly sexual stuff, which was like, uh, I could probably do less uh, with, but it wasn't like a totally big deal. 
So a lot of those shoots, a lot of those photos, I even gave them the option to pick the photos actually. So I ended up picking all the photos and I'm probably still not, like all the photos that I have done for that are done. But there's still plenty of other photos I can still work on. Cause I made, I, I got some huge content from that. A lot. It was basically five photo shoots in one day which is a lot of work but being that i only had one day like literally one day 24 hours i made it work and i was the only photographer that showed up so the benefit for me was the experience figuring out again what i didn't want or what i do like meeting these five gorgeous women from all over the country one who I keep in contact from time to time. There's a, actually there's a couple more. We we um we chat one and off, but that's the thing though. If I would not have taken the initiative and be like, hey, I want to do this, I got a day. It wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have got any of all that, any of that. And that's the point. The lesson learned is you never know unless you push yourself, you put yourself out there, you make the choice. Not every choice is gonna be a great choice. I've made some not so great choices, but again, it's a life lesson learned. And the older you are, the faster you gotta learn these lessons, which is another challenge for me. I'm not exactly a freaking spring chicken anymore, you know, as one of my former Cork used to say, he's like, I'm not spring chicken no more. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, <laughs> I asked a photographer, uh, his name is Joel Wright. He's actually, he does a lot of swimwear. No, we've never met in person. God damn it. <clears throat> we've never met in person. But the only reason why I found him was because I was doing a lot of, I've had a, a great interest in swim and beachwear, and he was one of the photographers that I found, and he does it for a living. So he literally makes money doing test shoots for models and swimwear. That's his thing. So he inspired me. So the last couple of swim, beachwear shoes that I did was actually because I was a little bit inspired to do that not just for him not for him not because of him he was like one of the people one of the photographers and I was like well if I can make this a business it doesn't necessarily have to be swimwear it could be because swimwear is a type of fashion right again when I started this I had no idea I'd be doing fashion work, you know, fashion shoes. And this is one of the genres. It's a very huge genre, in fact, and there's different levels of where one can work as a photographer within the realm of fashion. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a little out of shape, which is not a good thing. So I have a physical test coming up and I'm walking. I'm walking. Yeah, I'm exerting some 
energy, but freaking, I shouldn't have to catch my breath. Just walking, you know? I've been running. Anyways, I digress. So, last couple shoots I did were beach shoots. Um, two awesome models, by the way. They did a fine job. The, I think it was the, the first shoot I did. So, when I talked, when I mentioned about the posing in the book, right? I have this book by Lindsay Adler. She does fashion photography as well. She does more like fashion, but she also has her own clients, which she'll do like art. So it's not just portraiture, which is what I like. So, um, so when I brought that up, I was talking about the poses and the books. Those helped me significantly. And I applied them to real world. I got some pretty good, pretty good results. Not the best, probably the best I've ever done in terms of me directing, getting the model to pose a certain way. I'd say that was the best. Anyways, I don't want to drag this out any longer, but the whole point is <clears throat> I learned a lot. Just from setting out, learning from others, I consider them my mentors as far as photographers I can rely on their information, their work is incredible. And now I'm getting to a point where, not to say that my work is better. What the hell is going on out here? There's like people walking around. It's like 12, well, almost. Anyways, so I'm getting to a point where my work is getting good, but I'm not getting any money. I'm not, as far as the business and practice. Yeah, I've had a couple, had a few gigs. And I always appreciate the gigs, so nothing wrong with that. But as far as the business applications, it's very few and far in between. It's just not what I'm expecting, you know, not what I've wanted. Not what I totally desire, it's just something that that's going to be the biggest challenge coming up here shortly is making a business out of it. And not, and there's other reasons behind it. It's not the fact that it's hard. Yeah, business is hard. It's not easy. But it's also, there's other stuff. <clears throat> like, to be honest, I wouldn't mind doing it for fun. As long as everything else is taken care of, I'm good. I will get the most inspiration out of it. But at the same time, an artist gotta eat. An artist gotta pay rent. And I don't wanna be a starving artist. And my work, I feel like my work is valuable. That was the other greatest lesson is figuring out figuring out how valuable you are and how valuable your content is because a lot of photographers 
they don't know the value of their work. They just, they go out and shoot. The models, a lot of models don't understand. A lot of models don't appreciate the work. And maybe I'm throwing it a lot, very, very loosely. I feel like most models do appreciate my work. I say most. There are some that I don't think they appreciate as much. We're on the same level as like thinking like what we can do. But I understand because of the the model photographer dynamic and the modeling business out here in the market in general is not something that's it's not it's something you have to either have broken into it or not, and I haven't broken into it yet. So I don't, I'm not a model, I'm not an agency photographer. If anything, I would wanna be a freelance photographer and do my own thing. I don't wanna be locked into some kind of contract that I can't shoot with anybody else or any other company. I think, I honestly think that's stupid. But I know, they, I know why that exists. I know why agencies do it. It just, I would like to have the freedom to do what I want because there's models that can't shoot with everybody and there's, and there's models I want to shoot with that can't shoot with everybody. And I think it's, well, it's the nature of the business, right? It's the nature of the business because I'm, they're making money, right? They're, they're with an agency, they're making money from the shoots and gigs that they, they get. But again, there's a lot of opportunity that I feel like people miss if you look at the huge the grander scheme of things there's a lot of opportunity that can be missed if you're gonna just put yourself into like basically pigeonholing yourself into something and you, and you may not even like it but you're there that's why a lot of youtubers and etc people always content providers they always say hey you know before you sign up with this guy or this you know for promotional purposes, make sure you have an understanding of the terms, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Hence, business practices, right? Which is, again, one of my major challenges right now, is figuring out, well, what type of business that I wanna do? And, well, the main one is making the business part work for me because I can shoot all day all long, but can I market? Can I? And I go back to the timing. Can I put the stuff out in a reasonable time? Yeah, I can, given if I have, I have enough time. But my shoes, and I have, my quality has increased, so it does take a little bit longer on my, on shoots to get them out, which is why I've been trying and striving to get them out faster, but because I'm working more on the photos, it takes me more time. I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but that's one of the challenges that I have right now. So maybe I should call this <laughs> final thoughts and challenges. But anyways, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up. I wanna wrap this up. The whole point of this whole section segment was to be like, you know what? 
I wouldn't have known if I didn't start. And if you start somewhere, it's better than not starting it. At least you will have an idea, you'll get an idea over time what you want to do and what you don't want to do. This past year, I've met a lot of friends. I met a lot of both models and photographers and we still hang out. We have a dinner thing we do every, mostly every week. But you know, times are changing. People are getting busy or not busy. People are moving away. That's also the nature of the business and something that's been a thing since high school. It's like, well, how many high school mates do I talk to on a regular basis? And the answer is nearly zero. Everybody goes off, does their own thing eventually. So at the end of the day, one of the greatest lessons for me is what am I going to do? What do I want to do? Not as just a photographer, but also as a person. And I can tell you, it's more like a foreshadowing. I haven't confirmed this yet. In my mind, I know that I have to move on and I have to progress, proceed because of me and not anybody else. You know that when I mentioned about the just uninstalling those dating apps on my phone a couple of casts ago, I was part of it. Part of it was to clarify some things. No, it's not that I'm not looking for people to date. It's just not a priority. It's not a it's not a huge priority, but it'd be nice if it did happen. But with the dating apps, it provides much of a, a huge distraction for me. Not to say that people in my life do, they don't. They provide me more with clarity, just with who I am as a reflection of what I see when, I, <clears throat> when I'm with other people, when I'm with other friends. They're a reflection of me. And that's true, think about it. They are a reflection of you. Your five best friends are basically who you are in a way. It may not necessarily be that exact, but if you think about it, in terms of who you hang out with, kind of does determine what you're gonna be doing or do. And so, there's that to think about. There's a lot of other things, but majorly it's, what's well, on my mind right now, this is more geared to the future. You know, it's kind of windy, it's kind of hard to hear. But, as of right now, I, uh, one of the things that are on my mind is that I won't, I will be moving in the next couple of years. I don't know exactly when, but it doesn't have really much to do with photography, but it does 
photography does have a little do photography has a little to do with it how does it make any sense well business wise i know it's not gonna be the like a uh, magic button i just push i move like say to california and business is gonna blow up no i i totally get it and anywhere i go it's gonna be work so while i'm here my next challenge for myself is to build a business it doesn't have to be huge it just for me it's more of an experiment yeah i've been in business before had a video business wasn't so successful but i know where i went wrong i know the things that i can improve on etc etc but i wouldn't have known unless i started right so one of the major things is going to be that and how exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna get into that business and and then what so the whole last year of putting me on putting myself out there as far as the photographers concerned my services and figuring out what i'm good at what i need work at and what i don't like so much of are all for purpose to figure out well one of the reasons is the business aspect right what i can provide is a normal service uh, among other things so but overall you know the whole point of me getting into photography wasn't to build a business from it building a business is just a cherry on top it's it's icing on the cake and then some the cake itself is still my desire the cake itself is still my passion to do photo shoots to do creative projects for myself and so that's also in my future is in the next six months I have three to four projects brewing right now on the back burner right in the back of my mind and I have a project I just started these are not paid as far as I have decided of as of yet doesn't doesn't mean it won't but these are the things I'm gonna doing to progress, to push myself, to push my work, to build my skill even more than it has been ever before. And so if you're a new photographer, you're gonna model or makeup artist or hairstylist, and you're just getting started, you're just getting into this thing, the sky is the limit, but you gotta know your limits too because you can't do everything all at once. And I would suggest, and I highly suggest, that you take it bite-sized amounts, take it day by day. Whether it's in a photography round for me, first, learn how to work your camera. Learn what manual is. If you don't know what that is, I would highly recommend you get a handle of it but you got to build up to that manual don't just start you can just start manual there's nothing wrong with that some people do that i didn't i started with auto i worked to the p then i worked to the a i rarely work with shutter speed priority but and yeah i'm just throwing out stuff though but the the point is start 
somewhere and take it a little at a time. And if you're like me, you have a very strong appetite, a strong drive that will push you so far, you have no idea. I went from zero to 60 in a very short period of time. And I'm not just tooting my own horn. I'm saying this because people notice. When your colleagues, people you know, your friends or whatever, they say, hey man, you got some good stuff. Think about that. But don't let it go to your head. You may have good content, but don't let it go to your head because you can always improve. I can always, and I'm always improving every day. Always. Improving on my angles, improving on my, my skills uh, on the camera, improving my editing skills on the computer. There's always something, there's nothing you never fully know. Even pro photographers will tell you that. And I'm a hop, skip, and jump from pro. I'm almost there. I mean, I do some, I have some pro tendencies. I'm a professional photography in some ways, but not always. I'm still working at that. So anyways, get out there. Start somewhere. Don't worry about if you can't get models right away because I had that issue. If I had to have models, I didn't want to work with me for whatever reason. Oh, I know. I already know. Work was not good. It's not going to fit on my my Instagram world, my realm of what I would like. You know what? I understand. Like I, 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 I totally get it. When I work with some models, it's like when I figure out like what makes them tick. Like every shoot, mostly every shoot I do, I'll ask these questions. You know just to learn about them, like why they do what they do. And I think one of the most important things for anybody, not just photography, not just modeling or anything, but to figure out what it is that you want to do in life, what your passion is. You don't gotta have a passion for photography. You don't even gotta have a passion for your job. To be honest, I dislike my job, but it makes me money. And so I, it's, a necess, it's a necessity. It's a necessity that I have to have right now to do other things, such as photography, as my passion. It permits me money and time until I can find something else to fill that, that gap, that hole, whatever you want to call it. That's all it is. There's a quote. Was it I, was it Pye, Pyre Iyer? I can't remember his name, but he said, and I should have started with this. He said, Uh, if I can remember it, damn it. He stated 
that making a living is not the same thing as making a life. And as a person, you have to figure out what that means to you. Because I have to do that. I'm still doing that. I, this is going to be a, mostly a cast for a different time. But just to briefly sum that up, what that means is that I'm not doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And that could mean any, anything to anybody. Some people believe that's God's will. Some people believe that's what they're happiest doing. For me, that's what I'm happiest doing. Like, when I'm behind the camera, I'm the happiest motherfucker ever. I love doing that shit. I love doing, I love doing photo shoots. Every aspect of it isn't easy. I don't love to do every aspect of that, but there are aspects of photography that I enjoy to the fullest. Now here's the funny thing. When you apply business to that, it doesn't sound like it, it doesn't seem like it would be fun, right? But I've had paid shoots where they were fun. And if I could find those, maybe not 100%, but if I could find those, I'm in business. I'm, I'm, I'm being both fulfilled and getting paid for my valued work. That's all I ask for. I'm not there yet. And so there's some aspects in my life where I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm there yet. And as a result, I get in a low point, like, because I feel like I'm getting older. Am I just spinning my wheels more? I hope not. And I don't feel like that, but sometimes I feel like I am. Like, and I know I'm making progress. I've actually found something I enjoy doing that can also provide a life that can be a life. But one has to determine that. One has to break that down. And if you don't figure it out, you'll regret it. Which is why I'm glad I started. I'm glad I spent those five months in Australia three years ago, nearly three years ago now. Because I was pursuing an international business degree at the time, it's not exactly what my passion is, but it can pay the bills. It can provide and permit me a cushion, as you will, until I build something. So you gotta build it, make a living, build a life. And there's balance there. So you have to balance those two things. It's not, those two things are not always the same thing. In fact, most of the time they're not. So I would challenge anybody and everyone that's listening to figure that out as soon as possible. I haven't figured it out fully, I'm getting there, but at least I know 
where I'm going. I have an idea, I have a better idea. And I know that I have just scratched the surface of my potential. And if you're new like me, well, I'm not that new anymore, but I'm still like at a level where the learning curve is not as great, but there's always something to learn, that's the point. And if you know that, you'll go places. You don't know everything, you'll, you can learn. There's a lot of stuff you can do, a lot of people you can meet. That's one of the greatest things that I've just observed in the last year is you know, meeting people. Whether it be photographers, models, makeup artists, building a team. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be amazing. Please, I'm gonna walk down the same street, holy shit. I did it again. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's, it's been an awesome year. And I look forward to an even better, bigger and better year. Maybe I'll have less shoots, but my quality is gonna improve. My creativity is gonna be like, it's gonna be more, much more than it's ever been. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Anyways, thanks for everyone. I know this is long. I hope you guys listened to this in segments. And Well, if you did listen to it straight through, thank you, kudos for getting through it. I was really striving to get this out sooner. I just had a lot I wanted to get out. And I hope I didn't repeat myself a million times like I usually do. But if I did, I hope it made a point. That's the whole point was to make, you know, get this out. You know, teach other people that, you know, hey, you can do it. Whether you're a photographer, whether you're a model just starting out, you can get up there, make it happen. You just gotta believe in yourself, believe in your, your effort, and then put in the work. Have an objective, have a goal, have a mentor, most important thing. Have somebody to look up to, somebody you can ask questions to get better. You don't have that, well, find that. Everyone has, every famous good person has some kind of coach, mentor, look for one. If you don't think you'll need one, then you don't need to be in the game. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, thanks everyone. I'm gonna sign off and um, I will conclude with my normal end of cast thing and check me out um yeah thanks cheers So it's that time again. I, I want to thank each and every one of you for making it this far. If you listened to the whole cast on this episode, I do appreciate that. And I hope you got something from it. Um, if you like what you hear, please like and follow. As well as check out my other cast on this platform on Anchor. And... You know, the thing is about Anchor is when I publish, and I don't always do this, but sometimes I don't. I just leave it on this platform. 
So you're more than welcome to just listen to it on the Anchor platform. I will be publishing this uh, to make it public throughout the different plot, uh, podcast platforms such as iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, etc. So look out for that and look out for future cast. And I want to, again, thank you for listening and supporting this channel. Thank you again. And yeah, if you think somebody else will benefit from this, please share and yeah, share like. Thank you. Cheers.